I love wine, but sometimes it can get really expensive, which is why I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. If you don't know, they're a Napa-based online wine shop with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, which is often in hours. So new day, new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off retail. And the best part is that there's no subscriptions, no fees, and no minimum purchase. Just a daily email with a really great wine. They're offering Datable listeners 10% off your first order with code Datable. And now is such a great time to join as their marathon sale is coming up on March 28th and 29th. They flip that one-day rule on its head and offer back-to-back deals, which means that wines are only up on the site for a couple minutes at a time and shipping is 100% free. They send us a mini marathon package of some of their favorites and let me tell you, they were delicious. Sign up at lastbottlewines.com and use the code DATABLE and find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy amazing wine. We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. The Dateable Podcast is an insider's look into modern dating that the Huffington Post calls one of the top 10 podcasts about love and sex. On each episode, we'll talk to real daters about everything from sex parties to sex droughts, date fails to diaper fetishes, and first moves to first loves. I'm your host, USU, former dating coach turned dating sociologist. You'll also hear from my co-host and producer, Julie Kraftchik, as we explore this crazy dateable world. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show all about modern dating, where we dig into the whys of people's behavior, including your own. This week was particularly about that because we just had a sounding board event about schemas with Dr. Lev. Uh, She was on our last season and people really love that episode. And if you didn't listen to that episode about schemas, it's all about how you're wired and your core beliefs and which then drives your actions. So if you understand your schemas, then you understand why you do the things that you do. 
Yeah, well, this was a big week, and not just because of our event with Dr. Lev, although that was a highlight of the week, but we also had, obviously, the inauguration was a big, big event, and we'll get to that. But even more importantly, UA's birthday. Happy Thank birthday you. again. We've said it a few times, but on air officially. How's it feel? Well, thanks to Julie and Louise, I've been eating cupcakes every morning for breakfast. <laughs> they were so sweet. They surprised me with Sprinkles cupcakes, including cupcakes for doggies. And so both of my dogs got some really yummy treats. I just got to say, I like, I feel pretty good. So when leading up to my 40th, this whole time I kept thinking I'm going to have this blowout party because for my 30th, I know. Yeah, because for my 30th, I had a huge bat mitzvah party <laughs> in New York with like 200 people. So I thought, okay, for my 40th, I'm going to have an even bigger party, maybe in Vegas and have this like, I don't know, a quinceanera or something. I don't know. I wanted to do something really fun. (laughs) And um, obviously that was not going to happen with COVID, but it was so nice to not do anything and still get all the attention and affections. (laughs) So I really loved it. (laughs) So, you know, you're actually still 39 because none of us age in COVID. That's the rule. So next year we are going to Vegas and we're making this party happen. Even if it doesn't, Julie, I feel like I've come to peace with it. Okay, it's like okay. I, I feel really good about the way this whole this whole day turned out. It was really chill. It was very good. It was very much about my closest friends and my family. So I felt like I did myself good. You know, like it, it was the right thing to do, and it was a lot of self care. I took the day off from work, so I'm happy. I'm happy with the way I turn. I turn forty, but I'm also going to turn forty one next year. So. <laughs> you know, that big 41 birthday. (laughs) Yep. Well, I mean, I loved that your boyfriend took you on a beach picnic that looked amazing. So sweet. He did. It's amazing. He gets so nervous when I talk about him, but I have to give him so much praise. (laughs) Hey, this is like a nice comment. Very nice thing that he did. Because if you think about it in COVID, when you're in a relationship, it's actually a lot of pressure on your partner because you don't, especially for birthdays and celebrations, because all of the responsibilities on your partner before you could Mm -hmm. have your friends take you out, you can divvy up your days. Now your whole day is spent with your partner and you have to think of something to do. So my boyfriend was so sweet. He got me flowers. He got me my favorite meal for lunch, which is sushi. I love, love sushi. And then he took me on this beach picnic in um, at Santa Monica and it was all set up for us. And we just like watched the sunset. It was just a beautiful scenery. And like, it was just the two of us. We didn't bring our dogs. And then for mm. dinner, he got us really great French food. It was like five course meal, but like at our home. So it just felt really homey, but also just delicious. But on top of it all, we had our dateable event. (laughs) So we we rushed back from the beach and then we had this great event with our sounding board members. There were like 30 some people on and people saying happy birthday to me, which was awesome because I've never had a birthday where (laughs) I've spent it with people I've never met in person, which is like great, right? (laughs) I know. It was funny at the day you were like, I'm actually really excited about the events. And I were like, I feel bad this is falling on your birthday. And you're like, no, it's totally cool. No, it was actually really fun because we learned about ourselves. I met new people. I learned a little something about myself too. So that was great. And then the cupcakes came from Julie and Louise. And I was like, how can this day get any better? I really thought it was the most perfect day until Mojo threw up. That's a different story. But anyway, 
Well, we do, we do have another surprise coming for you still. It did not arrive on another the 40, surprise. but look out for it. And another surprise is coming. But maybe when you're back at SF this week, if it's not torrential rain for the entire week, maybe we can do a little birthday catch up. Thank you to all of you. And thank you, Julie. Thank you, Louise. I just feel extremely spoiled. And I'm so grateful for the way my 40th turned out. So I feel I feel good about it. I'm still alive. I'm not in a walker. I like, you know, got my Botox done. I'm good. I'm good. It's the best way to spend my 40. I love it. Everyone in like this group chat that UA and I are on, everyone's like, damn UA, you look so damn good for 40. Like if we could look half as good at 40, we'll be in good shape. So you 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 ushered us in nicely for that. Yeah. And I was like, do you want to code for Botox? Because it is yeah. life changing. You're like, do you want a referral? Because that will help you out. But, well, we're still going to Vegas. 41, 41. Yeah. Well, let me finish so. with cupcakes first. I still have leftover birthday cake my parents got me and then leftover okay, okay, sprinkles cupcakes. So let me finish all that first and then we'll celebrate the next birthday. Don't worry. Vegas isn't going to be for wait. a while. But, it's gonna... but yeah. Oh my gosh. We also had the inauguration this week, which, <sighs> oh my God, just brought tears of joy. And like, can we just talk so about much. first? I mean, there's a couple things to talk about, but like the f- First of all, the attire and fashion of that event, I was like, damn, people are really stepping it up right now. And I loved like the purple, like there was like symbolism between behind the reason why everyone was wearing purple was basically like bridging the blue and the red together. So I thought that was really nice. Oh, I never knew that. I thought they just thought they were royalty. Well, that too. Okay, but that yeah, makes a lot more sense. <laughs> but I think we just talk about uh, Kamala's husband, Doug, who is our official second man which yeah. i love like this is like monumental to begin with i was talking to a coworker about this and she was like i had like tears of joy and i was looking at my two daughters and i'm like do you understand how big of a deal this is and they didn't understand at all and she was like why can't they understand like what is going on and then she was then she's like maybe it's because they just think this is normal. Like they don't get that. Like this isn't like a normal thing that like women could just do this. And she's like, in that it's actually kind of amazing that they didn't even think it was a big deal. Yeah. Well, I guess that's a really great thing because we're always so afraid of bringing up our kids in this sort of environment, but then you realize there's some really positive sides. They're seeing things being done in a way that's never been done in history. And they think, the mm-hmm. it's the norm for us it's a new norm for yep. them it's a norm exactly all the way. and i love to like all the memes going around about basically <laughs> like oh birdie memes but also like <laughs> the birdie memes are off the chart but <laughs> there's also one for all of our sf listeners of just like him plopped in dolores park within one of those like um covid circles <laughs> that really <laughs> makes me crack up but I'm talking about the memes about Kamala's husband, Doug, and just like how oh, you need yeah. to get yourself a Doug. Just the way he looks at her, the way he like, let like, I mean, not that he shouldn't let her lead, like this is her day. But like, he basically was there to support her fully. And like, that is what we want in a partnership. That's incredible. And like, I want to find myself a Doug. I'm on board with that. I would love to learn more about their love story because he comes from, this is his second marriage, right? Mm-hmm. He has kids. So, yep. Yeah, I would love to know how they met, how did they find love with each other and how this, I'm sure they've had numerous conversations about what happens now because their yep. relationship is about to change and how do you grow with your partner in this, in such a huge role that she's stepping into. So it's pretty exciting. Maybe we'll get them on the podcast for season 12. So 
Kamala, if you're listening, hit us up. (laughs) That would be that would be a killer couple to get. If we could get them, then like life made. That would be amazing. We have one spot left, Kamala. So (laughs) if you like to join, (laughs) be a guest on season 12 of the Dateable Podcast, which has once been number four on the charts. (laughs) Yep, yep. We were featured with you on New and Noteworthy. Don't you remember? I know she's listening right now, obviously. (laughs) It was meant to be because she has nothing else better to do. Yeah, yeah. We'll send her a screenshot. Don't worry. We screenshotted that shit. You might not but we did also it wasn't even her podcast it was like a podcast about her but whatever whatever it doesn't matter she knows all about it doesn't matter it's the point it's the point that we're taking but anyways it was a i think also just want to call out to this other thing that made my heart melt was that like on day one joe biden signed like executive orders to have like equality for like lgbtq plus folks in healthcare and just all sorts of things and like i saw like a few friends of mine that um are in that community just post like how overwhelmed with joy they were and i'm like that just made me so happy to see that that they they saw a president that like day one was like this is a priority to make sure that everyone people like me are as equals you got to put yourself in joe biden's shoes this guy has been politics since he was in his 20s he's been wanting to be president since his 20s and now he's approaching 80 and he finally gets to be president. <laughs> he probably has a long ass list of things that he wants to do as president. So this guy is probably the most anxious man in America right now. You, you know, can you imagine if you've been waiting for almost 60 years to do shit? Probably just so anxious to get started. You're like, forget yeah. all the celebration. Let, let me get in office and get started on this crap. I think he had like 30 orders or something on day one signed something like that. But anyways, <laughs> I also got Kamala ice cream. That was my other big what? splurge. What's Kamala ice cream? <laughs> there was this, that sounded weird the way I said it, but <laughs> there was, um, you know, smitten ice cream yeah. in San Francisco. It's like this, for anyone that doesn't live in San Francisco, they like hand churn out ice cream. It's amazing. They made an MVP flavor, Madam Vice President, and Kamala's like faces on the <laughs> container. So I got it in celebratory and I saved the container. What's in it? It was like uh, pecan praline. It was really good, actually. Yum. Okay. It was good. Their ice cream is bomb for anyone that is a local. But yeah, it was Ooh, good. I'm going to have to get some. Yeah, it might still be back. Who knows? They might. It might have been limited, but you can try. You might as well shoot your shot. Are you going to uh, save the container? Yeah, I did. I already <laughs> saved. The, I did. Oh, I didn't save like the whole container because that'd be gnarly. But I saved the top. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, the whole container would be kind of gross. <laughs> She's her face is like all melting. <laughs> exactly, like the ice cream in it. Yeah, so yeah, that would not be good. Cool. No. All right. So, what is this episode about? I know everyone's like. You guys just shooting the shit here. This is basically, we have a couple more bonus episodes and then we're going to get into season 12. I first of all cannot believe we're on season 12. It's amazing. But we have so many good things in store for you all. And we're so excited to get back into our regular seasons. So what is this episode about? We've thought we each bring you our top three episodes from last season that changed the way we view love and relationships. Um, We don't know our top three yet. It'll be a surprise for each other, but we're going to start on on our top three. Now, before we do that, we do have a message from our sponsor, BetterHelp. So for the new year, what are some things you like to change your life to find more happiness? 
What do you think is preventing you from achieving your goals? Well, the simple answer really is prioritizing your mental health. We at Dateable are huge fans of therapy and BetterHelp can match you with your own licensed therapist and connect you in a safe and private online environment. I was able to start communicating with my therapist in less than 48 hours. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, and it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling. Their licensed professionals specialize in everything from stress, New Year's resolutions, anxiety, uh, I don't know, presidential inaugurations. So for the new year, we wish for all of you to live a happier, healthier life. And that's why as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash dateable. Join over 1 million people who are taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E. We're going to roll right into our, each of us are going to choose top three episodes from this past season that changed the way we view love and relationships. I'll start with mine. Yes. Third one, it would be the season opener, Trust in Your Timing (laughs) with Christina Bradley. She wrote a book called Which Way to Happiness, and it really was about getting to a crossroads in your life. Like let's say when you turn 25 or 30 or 40, these are major milestones where you question if you're supposed to, if you're, if you are where you're supposed to be. And that conversation was about liberating yourself from that thought, because honestly, you're never (laughs) really where you thought you would be. Otherwise you'd be a psychic. So trusting in your timing and trusting in the fact that wherever you are today is exactly where you're supposed to be, but your future is in your hands and you have full control of how you live your life because you're making daily decisions that are driving how your life pans out. So instead of having the social constructs tell you how to live your life, you are in control of how you drive your life. And I mean, I find, well, I also picked that one. So we knew that we were going to have overlap on some of them. And I was wondering if that was going to be one of them. I also find it interesting you picked that one given we talk so much about milestone birthdays and mm-hmm. you just had one. How do you think like listening to that episode actually played into your own like relationship and dating life? You know, we were sitting at the beach on my 40th, my boyfriend and I, and we were looking around and he was like, I really... I never thought this would be my life at 40 because he's also 40. And I was like, same here. And then we were kind of talking about like, how did you think your life would be at 40? And we never really thought, oh my gosh, I think at 40, I picture myself sitting in a house with like five kids or whatever. I, I just didn't picture that. But I just assumed I would be where everybody else is. I just assumed that my life would be look exactly like my neighbor who's 40. And it's not true. And it's really great to know that we've carved out out a life for ourselves that is a little bit spontaneous and it's a little bit unpredictable, but it's nice because we are not trying to fit ourselves in a box. So I think that episode really fed into my whole mindset of turning 40. I did Mm, not freak out. mm -hmm. I did not think I needed this, this, and that for 40 to go well. It was very peaceful for me to think, well, however I turn 40 is exactly how I'm supposed to turn 40. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that's a big trend in general. Like, I think other old older generations, there was kind of like one defined path that you took. Mm-hmm. So you kind of visioned yourself like, I agree, I would never like thought about like, oh, I'd have like a house full of children, but I just kind of assume like that would be that, that would, would be just a, happen. Yeah, yeah. exactly. 
But I think what's happening now is like everyone is carving their own lives and like people at different ages can have totally different lives and they mesh and they don't mesh and like it doesn't matter. It's kind of like everyone is on their own path. Yeah. And that's so wonderful to know, to know that you are the one creating your life. That is just so, it's so, it's just so empowering to feel that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I also had that one on my list. So I'll, I'll play off of it, but I actually cheated a little and I had that one comboed with another she always one. She does this. So <laughs> Julie is known for doing this. I'll be like, pick top five. And she's like, well, I have seven, but I'm going to combine three of them into one. I'm like that. It's the works. loophole. It's the loophole. But I, I told you a, this morning, I was like, I woke up at 3 a.m. and I had a revelation. Yes, I need to hear and this. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's a combination of the fact that like UA had this idea for this episode. So last night she's like, can you pick three episodes? So I started thinking about that. Then we obviously had the schemas workshop this week. And then I've also been really into numerology. I don't know if you've ever like no, looked at that. No. So maybe we should have a numerology um, expert yes, next please. season. But they basically look at like your birth chart. And I'm also really into astrology lately, what which I know people have mixed opinions. Where are your crystals? Like what's next? <laughs> Well, that is actually ironic because the the one I'm gonna pick is Nikki Novo. <laughs> so that does make <laughs> so while we're talking about crystals and intuition, I might as well reveal the episode. Yeah. But it was basically season eleven, episode fourteen, what's holding you back with Nikki Novo. And Nikki Novo is like an intuitive dating coach and she does readings and she did readings for UA and I. And we talked about um, our readings, but also more like broadly like what is holding people back mm -hmm. when it comes to finding love and dating and even when like we talked about me being more recently single because I think I talked to her right after I ended things with my ex and then you UA like in a relationship but like how do you get like taking the next steps in a relationship all of that so we kind of covered it from all different angles that episode for me at least brought up was this timing thing again and that's why I brought them together that's why I cheated and she kind of like iterated too like like having trust in your timing, like you're not behind, you're just on time, like you're the type of person that needs to observe, you need to see how it's done, and then you'll do it. And she's like, you're gonna have all the things you just need to like get there on the right time for you. So I think that one was really um, important for me. And it, it's this whole just trusting that it's going to work out and not having these deadlines to it and also not like clinging with fear to each last person. People can have mixed opinions if they believe in readings and all that. But I think there is something nice about like knowing like, okay, like she told me like this birth year, I'm going to find my person. And like, I might have this period that I feel like almost like down about things mm. and like I'm almost like giving up because of just like that it's been a while and I've gone through the dating ring around for a while I don't know if that's the right <laughs> word but you know what I mean <laughs> ring around. The carousel I don't know ring, ring around, around did not sound right as I was saying we'll it but <laughs> we'll just go with it we'll go with it um and she basically was like, don't lose hope. And I think like that is the problem so much with dating is that like, and I'm going to kind of like give a preview into an episode this season, but we have Janice, yes. our moderator, we talked about dating trauma, and it was an amazing episode. So can't wait for that one. It's like when things go wrong in your dating life over and over again, it's hard to have that faith. And it's hard to like, preserve that you are on the right path. And like things will work out when they're meant to work out. And I think just hearing that from her, 
where like in that, you know, it's it's normal to feel that way. Like I thought that was really assuring. And I think, um, yeah, like I was kind of getting to my revelation, but I think like with that, plus like all these workshops, I think like um, in numerology, that's where I was going. Yeah, I was like, where is numerology basically. <laughs> Put it together, Julie. Put it together. <laughs> This is a revelation. It's going to be big. (laughs) So basically, numerology, there's like your life number, like that's basically like the um, path that you're taking. And I was a number one, which means that you have a lot of leadership capabilities. You're very driven. You like get things done. You have like a bright future, all this stuff. But a lot of it is that you kind of like sometimes go at things alone and like don't necessarily like let people in as much and they're like that's kind of the area that you need to work on and i was thinking about it in this like word of trust and i think that is something that actually like i've gotten better about like trusting my own intuition but i think i need to like work on trusting others and kind of like letting them into my life and not like feeling that they're gonna like fail me and i think like with this combination of like the schemas workshop and we'll get into that because that's definitely one of my other top episodes maybe i'll just roll that in while i'm having the revelation and they keep going but like with the schemas episode how you're wired for relationships i was a perfectionist and one of the things with perfectionist is that you like to control things and sometimes with partnerships you're out of control because you are relying on someone else and one of the other pieces is like a abandonment schema and having this fear that like people won't follow through on actions and one of the things that abby talked about in the workshop is how do you turn those schemas into values for your relationship and like what do you do when the schemas come up and like often like if i feel like someone's pulling Mm -hmm. away i'll pull away but that isn't really the relationship i want like i want someone that's going to be consistent i want someone that's going to be there and all that so i think where i'm going with this is that i've i'm learning to just put my foot forward and to like relinquish some of that control and to like understand that maybe like trust is a difficult part for me so it's not just trusting your timing but it's just trusting Mm. others a bit more and letting those people like like giving people a chance you know like opposed to just like feeling like I need to control everything yeah and I think it's just controlling your risk for disappointment risk for resentment because if we're Mm -hmm. constantly expecting people to fail us then it's a self-fulfilling prophecy it will absolutely happen but if you give them opportunities you step forward hoping that they will step forward, that's a chance to learn about them. And Abby talks about this too. Mm-hmm. Always give the other person a chance to give you information. That's what we're doing in dating. We're collecting information. Mm-hmm. It's not about judgment. So if you step forward and they step forward, that's collecting information. My partner will meet me. But if they step backwards, you're like, hey, that's mm-hmm. not the partner I want to be with because it doesn't align with my values. Right. And another teaser alert, we have this amazing episode coming up with Connor Beaton, and we kind of asked him a question about emotion. It's all about emotional availability. And I asked him a question about like, is this a sign someone's not emotionally available? And he totally turned it around on me. And I was like, this is amazing that, you know, like, you kind of like we talk about this, it's like, you can't just ask the why of others, mm-hmm. you got to ask the why of yourself. And his whole point, like, is you can say like, hey, I'm looking for a relationship that's X 
Y, and Z. And if someone can't meet you there, like better to find that out earlier and to like move on. But if you don't like say anything, like then you're just making assumptions and you're not really giving someone even a chance to say that they can or can't meet you. We had a really good question in our workshop. Someone asked, is it too aggressive to ask these questions on earlier dates. Yeah. And the answer is no. Your values are what you stand by on a daily basis. If you're afraid to ask if someone's aligned with your own values, then you're afraid to get into a relationship. That's really yeah. the crux of it. It's it's like you're not ready for a relationship. The only way we can carve out a relationship that we want is to ask for what we want. It because no relationship starts out out of the box like exactly how you want it. There's nobody out there like that. There is no perfect fit for you. You have to create the perfect fit. And that's what we really learned from these episodes is that everything is in your Mm -hmm. control. We got to stop thinking about, oh, is this going to scare someone off? Are they going to like me less if I ask this? No, it's your fucking life. Right. And if you can't have that relationship from day one, it's going to be a lot harder to have that like three months, Uh four months in. Like, I think I've been under this mindset, like, I don't want to do anything too early. I don't want to like, yeah, we've all been there. I just want to be easygoing. Yeah, I think we've all been there. And I think people still have those thoughts. But I'm kind of like now in this world, like, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to put it out there. And it's again, it's all how you say things. It's not what you say. Mm -hmm. It's how you say it. Right. So I think like the long winded revelation is I think this trust word is like a big one that I've learned and it's trusting your timing, trusting your intuition, but also trusting others because we talk about this too. It's like we can do all the self-work and I think everyone should be doing the self-work, but if you're also not engaging other people, then you're not like you're not setting yourself up to learn about relationships because the reality is a relationship is with another human being. Yep, absolutely. Did you just reveal your top three, like all, all of them into one? No, no, So two are combined. Oh, fuck. That's right. <laughs> I still have a backup one. But I, I think like just, just to round out the schemas piece, I think the whole schemas conversation, I don't know, did you have schemas on your list or was this like a, you knew I was going to pick it? I knew you were going to pick it, so I crossed it off. But it's definitely, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a revolutionary episode. If you've not listened to Schema, Schema's the one, um, How You're Wired for Relationships was our top episode of last season. All these like psychology ones. And this one we kind of look at as like, you know, if you took personality types, attachment theory, this is like the ultimate mm-hmm. of getting to know yourself. And it's all about the core beliefs you have and that you don't necessarily have to change the core beliefs, but you can change your behaviors at least for me, how I'm going to date differently is like looking at this perfectionism schema as a need to control. And like, how do I relinquish that control a bit and let others, you know, meet me and step up. And, you know, it doesn't have to be just with relationship. Like it could be people I'm dating, but I can also test this with you, UA. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like different people in my life that I can just start to like place more faith in other people opposed to just feeling like I have to do everything myself. Yes. Good. Awesome. Then you can create less work for yourself <laughs> or less less stress for yourself. Um, okay. Then I'll go to my second one. Uh, season 11, episode five, Sex Lists in the City with Kat Harris mm. from 
in a podcast called The Refined Collective. I really enjoyed this episode because she is a 30-some-year-old woman in New York City living it up, and she chooses to abstain from sex. She's a Christian woman. Um, but she chose, she came to these choices herself. She didn't grow up in a Christian household. She found Christianity herself. And mm-hmm. she didn't grow up in a household that condemned sex. And um, I think for for her, she was like, you know what? I think intimacy is going to be a huge piece for me that I I value and that I want to keep sacred. So I, I am going to wait till marriage for sex. So that conversation really helped me realize, one, I've been taking sex for granted. Mm. So how do I, how do I treat each time that I have sex as a new experience? Mm. And how do I appreciate it more mm-hmm. with every little moment that happens during sex? Sometimes we're just like, oh, okay, this is this is me talking, by the way. I, I go, if I get on top, I'm going to come like, that's just going to happen because that's, it's happened in the past and it's just the way it's always going to be. But what if I treat each each new experience as I actually don't know if I can orgasm in this position. Let's see. Like, let's be open to Mm. other ways of finding pleasure during sex instead of the ways that I've known that I can find pleasure during sex. I also love her thoughts about intimacy because we don't often tie intimacy with with sex. And sometimes I've heard a lot of my friends say this, I can't just turn on a button and say I'm ready for sex, or I can't just turn on and say I'm horny. It doesn't happen like that because there needs to be some level of intimacy. So in my own relationship, I've thought about how do I create more intimacy and deepening that intimacy so that when we do have sex, it becomes a deeper, more meaningful experience as opposed to just going through the actions because I'm trying to hit my quota of like having sex three times a week. <laughs> I love that you pick that one too, because like you're not a virgin. No, not. You know, like I think that what I love about it <laughs> sorry to blow your cover, but <laughs> I feel like, you know, like sometimes people do skim over episodes that they're like, this isn't mm-hmm. applicable, but I really believe that you can learn and take away something from everyone's experience, even if the experience isn't directly to you. And I think I had a similar reaction that you did is like it made me think about sex mm-hmm. in a different way way and like the intimacy of sex, not just the act of sex. So it's like, what's your relationship with sex? I think that was a question that was posed in that episode. And it's it's a good one. And like, sometimes you're right, we take it for granted, we don't think about all that stuff. So having that fresh perspective really did help with that. Yeah, even if you've had sex with 8 million people, The next person you have sex with or the next time you Someone do new. have sex, you can yeah. still create a different experience. So it doesn't feel so familiar. And so you can appreciate and be grateful for each moment. Yeah. So I really like that episode. And what's your last one? Should we should we take a quick break before we get into the last ones? Let's do it. This episode is sponsored by Via. We all know there are things that can help set the mood in the bedroom, but did you know a little THC could also do that? Yes, Via has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. This gummy, wow, it will awaken your senses 
substances, increase blood flow, and intensify any sexual experience. I've been pleasantly surprised by the high love gummies because it is just the right amount of THC for me to have a good time without feeling sleepy. And hey, if THC is not your thing, Via also offers a wide array of other gummies without it. And everything legally ships in 50 states with discreet packaging directly to your door. So if you're over 21, you can get 15% off and a free pack of award-winning Dreams THC plus CBN sleep gummies with our exclusive code DATEABLE at viahemp.com. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. Let the gummies work their magic. Head to viahemp.com and use the code DATEABLE to receive 15% off and one free sample of their sleepy dream gummies. That's viahemp.com and use the code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from Via Hemp. This episode is made possible by Armoire. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out. Listen, I live in Southern California. There is absolutely no need for puffer coats or any sort of those winter jackets. But when I travel anywhere else in the world in these cold months, I'm often burdened with the task of getting winter clothes. And now with Armoire, I can just rent my winter wardrobe. It's brilliant. Right now, our listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash datable. That is armoire.style, spelled A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E to get up to 50% off your first first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. Okay, we'll get back into it now. Uh, my last one I had was, um, it was season 11, episode 15, is Too Fast a Bad Oh, that mm-hmm. one. With Kevin, yes. And the reason I pulled this one out is because we talked a lot, I mean, just to give like a quick recap, Kevin, first of all, tells an amazing story. So I can't even like revel his storytelling skills right this. So if you want to hear the whole thing, you got to listen yourself. But he basically talks about meeting someone via Clubhouse, which is a new app. And in during the pandemic, someone he that lived across the country that they basically had like one of those kind of virtual instant connections where they talked all the time for a month and really like moved quickly in, into a relationship then before actually even meeting. And I think honestly, that is a reality that's happening this day and age with COVID. So it, it, I feel like if you were to t- say that like years ago about like falling for someone before actually meeting, we'd be like, what yeah, the fuck? Like, are you crazy? But now that's like, they're you know, it's totally standard and part of the course. So I think he talked about and ultimately this didn't end up working out. He did make the trip to see her and ultimately he felt like they moved too fast. And that was like the question was like that we posed to in the episode is like, is it a bad thing to move too fast? Because on one hand, like he said that he felt like like they met friends too early, they met family too early, like things kind of moved at more um, turbo relationship speed and maybe their connection wasn't there yet. So if they had moved slower, would it have worked out? But then on the flip, 
side, it's kind of like this fail fast mentality that like, you know, you are getting into relationships. One of the challenges before COVID was like people were so like half in, half out, like seeing someone once a week or once every two mm-hmm. weeks and barely talking. It just never gets things off the ground. So anyways, the reason I chose this one for myself is I've been doing a lot more virtual dating lately and like having some of these connections. Like I was back in Boston, so I like couldn't actually meet people. And I, I've been wondering this too, because like they like, you know, like I have talked to people a lot more before meeting them. And I think ultimately I do think it's a good thing that we're doing this right now. And I think like it's bringing like excitement back to dating. It's making it feel like you're, you know, like you you can build a connection with someone a bit. I think though there is like a double-edged sword to this one and that's why like I did bring it up as one that's changed my perspective because I guess the piece that I'll say that I'll has changed my perspective is I'd rather kind of go all in and this kind of ties to what I was saying earlier is that like I'd rather bring my full self and have it not work out than not bring my full self and realize that earlier that's just not a compatible match but that being said like I think the one caveat is that like we do still need a take inventory that we might not fully know this person and not get totally ahead of ourselves or if like something comes up in their life that they're not comfortable sharing or whatever that might be I think it's okay to say like hey like we still don't know each other that well yet like I need to like pause it a little on this whatever front it is and I think as the receiving end on that like being like realistic like okay yeah I've only been talking to this person for a week or two or I I don't know this person that well so I don't while I guess the the long-winded point I'm trying to make is I think it's a good thing that we are moving fast, but I do think we need to be realistic on expectations and not take it personally and not be afraid to communicate. And then I guess it's also, it's all relative, right? What's fast, what's slow, and don't set these timelines for yourself and say, like measure yourself against this imaginary timeline. It's it's all about going with your intuition. It goes back to what Nikki Novo said. It's like, mm-hmm. put your hand on your heart and say, D- is it, does this feel right? Does this feel good in my body right now? Mm-hmm. And then move forward if it, if it feels good. I think sometimes we're so hard on ourselves. It's going too fast. It's going too slow. It's not, it's not where it's supposed to be. We keep creating so much anxiety and drama around the unknown that we forget to really marinate in the present and enjoy your company with your, with this person. Right. So I, I really enjoy that episode as well. I agree with you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think what Nikki said, I've been trying to do this is like feel my body more. Mm-hmm. I think that is a definite Yeah, thing. you feel your body and- more. Yeah. And I feel like I use my head so much and don't always listen to my body. And I'm really trying in 2021 to like pay attention to like body cues a bit more. Yeah. Like I think it's again, it's expectations. It's not that it's moving too fast. Like it's I think it's a good thing if someone wants to like contact you daily and you want to hear from them too. Like obviously, if you don't want to hear from them, that's a different story. But if both parties want to hear from each other, that's not a bad thing. But you also can't be like, oh my God, I found the one necessarily like that might be like too much expectation so it's like how do you balance going all in but not like totally having like fantasy land expectations either exactly exactly Awesome. Okay. So then my last pick is no surprise here, our season finale with Mandy. <laughs> Can you have it all? 
Yeah, I mean, I knew you were going to pick that one. Exactly. I didn't pick it because yeah. I knew you it, would. It'd be weird <laughs> if I didn't pick it at this point. It's our season finale with the um, world-renowned journalist May Lee. She is in her fifties, single, without kids, and talks about how she has no regrets in life and can you really have it all? And her answer is, you can have it all. Maybe just not all at the same time. Mm. You find alignment in your life at different times at different phases. And then you just have to appreciate when those things happen for you. So I think what my main takeaway from this was, you know, we always have this fear of like, what if I get to an age Mm -hmm. of like, let's say 50s and 60s, and I'm not married, and I don't have kids, even though those are may not be the things I want right now, will I regret it later in life? Mm -hmm. And talking to May, she's kind of like, listen, I'm happy. I'm I'm not I've never been married. I don't have kids. But companionship for me now is an added bonus. It's a cherry on top. It's no longer a necessity. It's not like I have to have companionship in my life. So even after we recorded this episode, she ended up finding a man and she is now in exclusive relationship with this wonderful man, seemingly. You know, it's not like she had to have this, but it was a nice to have. And it's wonderful that she found this person in her life. So it really resonated with me just because it rid of all the fears Mm -hmm. that I had about the future unknowns. Because again, it goes back into our whole theme of everything we've talked about with the previous episodes too. You are in control of your life. So you have to mold it in a way that you it feels good for you, that it's aligned with your values and that you can move forward and say, I really lived a great life. Like looking back, yep. if I stood on a mountain and looked back at my life the last 40 years, I feel really good about what I did. Yep. And that's all that really matters. I got to ask you, because you did talk about this on our sounding board episode that you were kind of like a lot was coming up for you, like entering 40 of just like as a mm-hmm. milestone year. And one of the thoughts was talking to May about like how to account for the future. Do you ever end up chatting with her or anything? Not in depth. Not okay. in depth. Well, the thing is, like, you just have to follow May on her social media. <laughs> You're like, no, then, I just follow her, and then I get my. Oh, dose. I just stalk her. I just stalk her. But you ways like out of her window right now. <laughs> Hold on. You ways like I know she has a boyfriend because I see her through the kitchen. I'm just kidding. No, she didn't tell me herself. <laughs> creepy <laughs> it's like i will never talk to those girls ever again i'm just kidding <laughs> but if you just follow may on her social media you see that the way she views life is just different it's just like it's not the way most social media i guess quote-unquote influencers would post she's very raw and she's like she gives zero fucks about what you think but she wants you to t- she wants to tell you what she thinks Mm -hmm. and how she feels in the moment. She doesn't censor anything. She doesn't feel like she needs to like sugarcoat anything, which is really, uh, really refreshing because she is a journalist and journalists have a way of spinning Mm -hmm. the information that's put out there. But she just puts it all out there. She's very raw. So I really enjoy that about her. And it made me think, wow, in my 40s, my goal is to give less fucks and Mm -hmm. less filter and put it out there like, why shouldn't the world get the the authentic UA? They should. They should. 
The world deserves mm-hmm. an authentic UA. <laughs> I love how we went full circle from trust in your timing to um, mm-hmm. the can you have it all with May Lee? Because yeah. I feel like, I mean, we went full circle in the season, but then also right now as our top picks. And I think we actually like recorded those not that far apart. And we're like, it's interesting because there's a lot of the similar themes mm-hmm. that are coming up this whole season around like, you know, this fear of the future and what does it have or like being held back by the past. And I think ultimately, like, we don't know what we're going to want in our 50s. We don't know, like, there's a lot of that fear going on. I've had it too. It's like, if I don't want children now, will I regret that in 20 years? And like, you just don't know is the reality. So it's like, you kind of just need to live life according to your values and what you want to do. Like, there's never a silver bullet that has all the answers and like, whatever life path you're on right this minute. Absolutely. Absolutely. So those are our top, I don't even know, like I can't even count how many episodes. I think we, we stuck, we stuck with six. We stuck with six. <gasps> Pretty sure it was seven because <laughs> Julie snuck one in. Hey, we had an overlap. We had an overlap. Sure. So. Okay. Those are our top six-ish episodes that from last season that changed the way we view love and relationships. We love to hear from you which episodes really resonated with you or helped you do something differently, take different actions, mm-hmm. have a different mindset. And that's the goal with Datable is that we are constantly trying to figure out ways to change our perspective. Mm-hmm. We are constantly evolving. So why shouldn't our mindset, right? Yep. So I really love that we can have the dis- this discussion, look back on our last season, but also get everyone revved up for season 12, which is coming up very soon with new revelations, new learnings, new experts, new stories, new everything um, that we are very ecstatic to bring to you. And you can still submit your story. We still have some open spots for season 12. So uh, datablepodcast.com slash story. You can use the form, fill it out. We'll see if it's a good fit or if there's any, even if you don't want to be a guest and you're just like, this topic would be awesome. Like feel free to shoot us an email at hello at datablepodcast.com. And yeah, and also just in other news, like we're gearing up for the most datable contest. This is going to be super fun. We have tickets that are available to the general public. It's datablepodcast.com slash events. You can get your tickets a la carte or you can join the sounding board. And then basically, if you're in the event tiers, it will be included. And if you join the event, the tier that's not in events, you'll get like a discount code that makes it a little cheaper too. So definitely um, join us for that most datable contest. We're going to be revealing the contestants this week, right? Yes, our top six (laughs) contestants competing for the crown of Most Dateable 2021. We got some amazing videos in. There were like so many to pick from. We had to like instill another judge panel because there were just way too many videos that were incredible. So So good. Super excited about the six that we're going to end up picking. We are so excited. And while you're online searching for all of that, you might as well just go to Apple Podcasts and give us a five star (laughs) review. Hey, you're already there. You're already online. Just do it. It's best. Help us get to 500. We're almost at 500. My goal in life is to be at 1,000. That would be amazing. Your goal in life? Wow. <laughs> well, not maybe, maybe not life. Maybe not life. With Julie Crabtree, you really have a thousand. That's my numerology coming through. <laughs> my gosh. Relinquish that control, woman. We're going to get to a million reviews eventually. Yep. yep. Think there bigger. we go. Think there we bigger. go. 
But yes, <laughs> your reviews are really helpful for us, not only for for perception wise, it makes makes us look good, but it is helpful for us to get the right guess because it mm-hmm. makes us look legit. Um, favorable reviews also help us with rankings, helps us mm-hmm. with sponsorships. It's just all around helpful for everything that podcasters do. And I'm only I'm not saying this just for us. For other podcasters, do the same. While you're giving us a five-star review, hey, give Kat Harris a five-star review from the Refine Collective. Yep. Go for it. Um, Nikki Novo, her podcast too. So yep. while you're on there, just go on a five-star <laughs> spree. <laughs> I think Christina Bradley uh, from Trust Your Timing also launched a podcast Sweet. recently. There you so go. There all you the go. podcasts. May Lee has a podcast. We have so many of so our- So <laughs> many. Five stars. Just give it to them. Just boom, 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 boom. Um, so we really appreciate that. And then we'll be back for one last bonus episode next week before we kick off season 12. Here we go. Wow. We're going to wrap this up. Stay dateable. The Dateable Podcast is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Want to continue the conversation? First, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter with the handle at Dateable Podcast. Tag us in any post with the hashtag Stay Dateable and trust us, we look at all of those posts. Then head over to our website, datablepodcast.com. There you'll find all the episodes as well as articles, videos, and our coaching service with vetted industry experts. You can also find our premium Y series where we dissect, analyze, and offer solutions to some of the most common dating conundrums. We're also downloadable for free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Overcast, Stitcher Radio, and other podcast platforms. Your feedback is valuable to us, so don't forget to leave us a review. And most importantly, remember to stay dateable. 